Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Muddling Through. Hope you are well and have enjoyed the first couple weeks of January. Mm, we have not really because we have been <laughs> isolating. I had COVID. Oh my gosh, so you did. I only just got out. <laughs> what are you on about? I was like, that's such a negative way to start the podcast. That was a way to be really annoyed with you. And then I was like, oh no, she actually did have COVID. I did that's have fair COVID. enough. I had COVID. Charlotte isolated for about 20 days and actually didn't have COVID. So it's unfortunate. It was so annoying. I don't know if this happened to anyone else, but like over the festive period. No, it happened to everyone. Well, you're not well, special. I want to be special. Just let me have my moment of glory. Um, yeah, we got our test on like the 28th. They didn't come back until the 2nd of, of January. So we missed New Year, which was a bit crap. But I mean, so did you. So I can't complain. Yeah, although at least mine was warranted. But anyway, we are now able to go back outside again and we are together recording for this episode. We're actually having Prosecco on a Thursday night, oh. on a school night. Um, so yeah, we're ready to seize January again. We hope you enjoyed the last episode actually talking about our New Year's goals and positive mindsets for the new year. Um, Charlotte, have you done anything to implement your goals? Do you know what? I feel like it's actually been going quite well. My, oh yeah, you were going to be nice. I was going to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> decided to be a good human being this year. Uh, no, I decided to do something nice for someone every day or like say something nice to someone every day. And like, I know it sounds selfish, but it has actually been really making me feel like really good as well. So I feel like it's like hmm. double... Double bonus. Double benefit, you know? So yeah. it's been a good time. Um, But yeah, no, it was just like so nice that the last week... I transferred one of my friends four pounds and I was like, go and buy yourself coffee in your lunch break. And it was just, I don't know, she had such a good reaction. And I was like, oh my God, this is so lovely. So I feel like it's just been, it's just been really wholesome. And then, yeah, I've not got any closer to learning French. <laughs> Je m'appelle. You've had so much time in isolation, you didn't even download Duolingo. I know, I know. Do you know what? I don't know how I feel about Duolingo. Do you know, my mum's had a streak now for like, I think it's like almost two years. Oh my god! So you're only allowed to miss, I think, like one or two days a week, and then you have to do it every single other day. She's she's so good at Duolingo. Can she speak Spanish? No. But can <laughs> she say. nail the Duolingo streak? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you know that'll be something I need to work on for the rest of the year. But I feel like we're off to a good start here. It's only like the fifteenth of January, so mm. a woo. But yeah, how are you getting on with your goals? Um, so one of mine was to have a better work-life balance and I do feel like I have implemented that in some ways. I've been taking lunch breaks and (laughs) (laughs) I've been fulfilling my basic human rights (laughs) and I haven't been starting work like super early as I was, I've been starting at like a reasonable time um, and not so much work at the weekends or anything so I feel like that is very good and I have been trying to actually exercise again so I just wanted to try and run more. I listened to um, Bella Mackey's book. Oh my gosh, what was it called? To Run. The Running Girl. The Running Legends. That's really annoying. Run, run, run away. No, shh, shh. It's called Jog On. Um, and <laughs> of course it is. I wasn't even that far away with my guesses. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, in it, she talks about how running really took her out of really dark time and she suffers from depression and anxiety to quite a significant extent and running's basically changed her life and she doesn't do it competitively or anything like that but she runs every day um and I was just kind of thinking about how I had been feeling lower over the last three months kind of since like moving and starting work and everything and that coincided with stopping running and I was like gosh this like really makes sense because obviously we know that exercise is really good for your mental health but I think just hearing it 
hearing her talk about it from her own perspective and she talked about loads of different studies and stuff it was just it was just so insightful and it was so motivating and I was listening to it whilst I was isolating I was like gosh I can't wait to pound those pavements have I pound those pavements <laughs> yeah wow. I've only been on like three runs though since and I am so unfit but that's not the point we'll get there um so I have been running I also I made Sean book a half marathon with me because I wanted to do one in a different city um but basically I just screenshotted the booking thing and put it on my story. Didn't notice that it did, that it said marathon, not half marathon, because that's just like the generic like event name. So then people started replying and being like, oh my God, I can't believe you've booked in to do a marathon. And then I felt really awkward. <laughs> I was so awkward about it. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to do a marathon. So now I've booked myself into a bloody marathon. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck, I can't have the, the people on my Instagram thinking that I'm doing marathon when I'm not. I'll have to just book one as well. So now she's doing a marathon and a half marathon. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm going off a fair way to implementing the old goals. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, that wasn't really what this podcast is about. Charlotte, what is this podcast about? This podcast is about the negativity bias. Um, I don't really know if very many of you heard about this before, but I was recently reading a book called Humankind, A Hopeful Story, which is great, by the way. Everyone should give that a read or a listen. Um, and it had a specific chapter on the negativity bias and basically just explained that a single unpleasant remark makes a deeper impression than 10 compliments combined. So basically the kind of concept of this is like, have you ever found yourself dwelling on an insult or fixating on like your mistakes? Um, we all kind of see criticism as having a greater impact than compliments. Bad news frequently draws more attention than good news. Kind of just the idea that people think more negatively than they think positively in life. Um, and the reason for this is that negative events do have a greater impact on our brains than positive ones. Psychologists have referred to this as the negativity bias, which is obviously why it's called that. Um, and it can have a powerful effect on your behaviour, your decisions, and even your relationships, which we will obviously go on to explain. Yeah, I also read somewhere that that is why bad impressions can be so difficult to overcome, because that negative sense outweighs the positive sense, which is really interesting. And if you think about negativity bias in everyday situations, how often like you'll be having a good day and then something goes wrong and you're like, oh, like that's all you can think about and that's all you focus on. And I feel like... I mean, you were both saying, like, last year we just feel like we've become kind of, like, extra negative people or, like, having a bit more of a negative mindset. But it, it is hard when you think about it if there are, like, small things happening every single day that then work to change your overall mindset. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. Like, a day this week, actually, my boss told me that I'd done, like, something pretty well and I was buzzing like so excited I was like this is the best morning ever this afternoon should be a public holiday I'm just like I'm having the best day ever and then in the afternoon I did something wrong and it wasn't something massive it was something kind of minor but then the email that I got back about that being like this is wrong was like quite blunt and I obviously just took it to heart because I'm scared of people and I just feel like I take everything to heart at the moment and then it just completely ruined my day. And like my mum asked me in the evening, like, oh, how's your day been? And I like I automatically was like, oh, it's been shit. Even though actually the majority or like the first half of the day actually was really good. Like I got good feedback and like everything was positive. But it takes kind of one thing for you to be like, oh, the whole day has been ruined. The whole day's negative because that is the way that we are like programmed to work as like human beings. Yeah, actually... 
thinking about that I think I felt so much more positive at work coming back after Christmas than I did before because obviously in the first few months of a new job you're learning so many things and obviously you're going to make like quite a lot of mistakes but every single day I would probably make a mistake and then every single day I would then feel shit because even if I'd done 10 things right by doing one thing wrong I was like okay that's that's rubbish and then I would get into this headspace of like I can't do this job like can't do the work I'm not doing well and my family would be saying you know like you're learning you're going to be making mistakes things will go wrong but you will be doing well like overall but I just couldn't change my mindset to think I'm Mm -hmm. focused on the positive things like criticism takes up a bigger space in your brain than praise does it's Mm -hmm. the same with like insults and compliments like you're not going to remember that one time that somebody complimented you you're going to remember that one time more so when somebody insulted you because it's Mm -hmm. like almost like some form of trauma yeah and also speaking of like (laughs) trauma like I suppose maybe that's why traumatic events and traumatic experience are like more ingrained in us than positive ones because Mm -hmm. yeah you can always remember a bad memory I think more clearly than a good memory yeah like I, I feel like this sounds really like harsh it's not a reflection on anyone that I know or like my upbringing or whatever like I had a great like childhood but like I probably remember weirdly like worse things from when I was like really wee mm, like you remember a time when you got really badly in trouble or yeah like got caught doing something wrong or something like that yeah and then you have like general happy memories like loads of them but like less like the, specific yeah, ones uh-huh. yeah you so remember true, like more specific traumatic things from being like yeah a kid yeah it's like a weird thing but I just can't believe that I didn't really know anything about this before because so like we definitely like all have this yeah I guess it's something that we experience all all the time we just haven't put a term to it or thought about the reasons why it exists yes so let's discuss where this negativity bias comes from likely it is a result of evolution so earlier in human history paying attention to the bad dangerous and negative threats in the world was literally a matter of life and death so to focus on the negative rather than the positive was literally just a way to keep us safe and protected yeah that makes sense because people who were more in sync with danger and who paid more attention to bad things around them or negative things around them would be more likely to survive and then they would have then passed their genes down to the next people and then suddenly we're all just like negative af you know i mean yeah that is what evolution is (laughs) well i'm just spelling it out yeah and i also actually read this study that said negativity bias starts to emerge in infancy and you can be as young as age one so literally this has been ingrained in us since we were tiny Um, And brain studies have indicated that around this time, babies begin to experience greater brain responses to negative stimuli. And many studies that measure the brain show that the brain's response to specific sensory, cognitive or motor stimuli have shown that negative stimuli elicit a larger brain response than positive ones. In a specific study conducted by psychologist John Capicio, I think it's pronounced, Participants were shown pictures of either positive, negative or neutral images and surprise, surprise, the researchers then observed the electrical activity in the brain and the negative images produced a much stronger response in the cerebral cortex. Wow, this is like a biology (laughs) lesson. The cerebral cortex than did positive or neutral images. Um, So yeah, it's, it's ingrained in our systems. It's ingrained in our brains. Well... Miss Dempster, I also read an interesting study. <laughs> so intellectual. <laughs> um, and my study 
showed that there's also actually a difference between how men and women register negative comments. Um, so studies showed that whilst negativity bias affects both men and women, the difference is that women are much more likely to internalise negativity so that can manifest in depression or sadness um, and men are much more likely to externalize so project those feelings outwards so anger or violence which I guess makes sense <laughs> doesn't it maybe slightly stereotyping yeah, men, no if you look at the crime rates much more violent crimes are carried out by men yeah that than is women. true actually <laughs> Anyways, that was quite interesting. <laughs> that is actually quite interesting. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, how does negative bias affect our lives? Well, actually, quite a lot. So, if you think about the way we make decisions, I certainly do this. I let so many of the what ifs and the possible negatives affect the final outcome and there's so many people that I know that have wanted to start businesses or move or make some sort of life change but they end up focusing on the oh god like what if this goes wrong what if this goes wrong what if this goes wrong and then you just never do it rather than thinking of imagine I do this and it goes amazingly well and I get to live in this amazing place and have all these experiences or make this money or actually be happy between the hours of nine to five on a Monday you know um I'm trying to think of like examples that I've done that in my life and it honestly it'll happen every day but I guess when we were talking about doing the podcast to reference that again lol um we were totally like oh god like that's so embarrassing yeah and people are gonna think we're absolute losers and absolute dweebs who said this so many times and we did like hold off doing it for so long Um, obviously we have ended up doing it for all of our fans <laughs> <laughs> um but it, it was so hard to try and like reframe those negative thoughts to then being like, well, what if we do do it? And we get to spend loads of time together and talk about things that interest us and do something for ourselves. But it is super hard to kind of reframe those thoughts. But it totally does impact your decision making all the time. Yeah, like another example for me is like getting off flat. So I think immediately before I think about the benefits of having my own flat and having my own place and having our mortgage and kind of being on the property ladder for example I'm thinking about what if, what if I move in with this person and I don't like them what ouch Louis <laughs> <laughs> all right no but that's not what I mean or just like uh, that's a lot of money to put down for a deposit I'm gonna probably have to like not live the way I want to live my life for like a good year because I'm obviously going to be spending loads of money on my house and I'd love to go out for dinner and I don't think <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean though like you don't think of, like I never think of the positive in that scenario I just think oh that's going to be really stressful and that's going to be really tricky this is why than... you're so difficult to book a holiday with Charlotte yes yes so I think immediately when someone says do you want to book a holiday I think I need to get the time off work that's going to cost me 500 pounds oh my gosh, we're going to have to think about what I'm going to pack. I don't have enough clothes. And I never think about the fact that when I go on holiday with my friends, I'm going to have such a fun time. I just panic about it. And then I'm like, I'm not going. And you then, you, and then I regret though. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I have been good recently. But there is, yeah, there's things that you don't realise you have a negativity bias towards, which you do. Yeah, and I think it's easy to reframe it as being realistic and being sensible and being an adult or whatever. But... I think a lot of times it is actually just forming a negative mindset rather than actually being realistic and that's just how you 
justify to yourself Mm -hmm. why you've not done something is because you're being sensible when in reality you're just being a big negative dweeb yeah i suppose obviously this is kind of kind (laughs) of borderline but even with last year like i knew quite a lot of people that went on holiday and i didn't go because i was like oh the holiday's gonna get cancelled because of covid and like obviously everybody was apprehensive to book stuff i know so many people that managed to get away Mm. and that could have been me but i was like nope it's not gonna happen i was so negative about the situation Mm. But yeah, that could have been that could have been fun. Could have been you. To be fair, you also very likely could have got stuck. Haven't met many people, but <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> borderline, okay, it's borderline. <laughs> Another way that the negativity bias affects us is by our people perception. So when forming impressions of others, people tend to focus more on negative information than positive information. So for example, studies have shown that when given both good and bad adjectives to describe another person's character, participants gave greater weight to the bad descriptors when forming a firm impression of someone than the positive descriptors. And like, I feel like this is a really horrible human trait, Mm. but like, I definitely do this. Like you probably almost pick up on people's flaws better than Mm. you pick up on people's like yeah good characteristics and i'm personally also really bad for like say you didn't like someone or you said something negative about someone that would be the first thing that i and i didn't know them that would almost be the first thing that would come to my head when i was thinking about them so i almost like don't like them or think negatively of them before I've even met them which obviously I know sounds really like not open-minded and like I'm, I promise I'm actually not a horrible person I'm trying to be nice to everyone every single day <laughs> but like everybody does it let's be realistic and if your friend hates someone and you don't even know them then you're like oh they must be a bad person before even finding that out for yourself that's so nasty I would never do that yes you would <laughs> I guess and I guess the point is that even then when you meet them and you maybe are like oh they actually seem quite nice or they're easy to chat to or whatever those positive qualities if there were three that you then picked out it would be difficult to get them to overweigh the negative thing that you'd heard oh yeah yeah 100%. And I think that's also probably why people worry so much about making like a bad first impression. First impression. Yeah. What's the saying? I don't know, saying. <laughs> there a saying. Is there a saying? I don't know. Don't make a bad first impression. <laughs> wow, it's insightful. Don't make a bad first impression. But that is something, especially mm-hmm. like even in job interviews or when you meet like your boyfriend's family or when you meet your friend's friends or whatever, you're like, oh fuck, what are they going to think about me like at first? And if you do one thing out of place, then you're fucked. First impressions are important. That's it. That's what it. That's shit. I think that's it. But it's actually so interesting to think about these things that we've like come to accept and know are true, and there's a there's a scientific reason behind it, an evolutionary backing. Isn't that just so interesting? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Interesting. From another angle, thinking of things we know to be true, bad news sells. So obviously we know that the media is filled with lots of bad news and lots of negative news and often coverage for positive events is so much lower Um, and there's always a saying that bad news sells but the reason for this is actually because of negativity bias. It's really the the core of everything. (laughs) Um, So basically because we pay more attention to bad news obviously that is why there's more engagement, that's why more reads more listens more attention is paid in general than would be the case if it were a positive news article and there was a study carried out in 2019 that looked into this and it found that people's psychological reactions to video news contents in 17 countries showed that globally 
humans are more, it's an interesting choice of word, aroused by and attentive to negative news, news. <laughs> on average than they are positive news. And also interestingly, um, the study said that negative news is more likely to be perceived as truthful by people, which I guess, I don't know, you could relate that to fake news. So something yeah. gets spread and spread and spread and spread and so many people are speaking about it. Mm-hmm. So you just obviously then think that it's true. True. Yeah, or like not to be controversial, but with like anti-vaxxers, <laughs> mm. with like the COVID vaccine, like I feel like people like wind themselves up and the more that you see, the more you're like, oh, that must be true because so many people believe it or so many people think it or people have stories or whatever. Yeah, and it's something negative. It's something negative that then gets spread and you focus on it and then you're like, okay. Why would it not be true? Yeah. To believe the trust in humanity, but sometimes you're like, eh. But no, I definitely feel like the news makes you think that the world is a worse place than it actually is like literally the only things that i've seen on the news recently that have been any form of positivity have been something about the queen because i feel like it's her jubilee coming up Mm. i feel like all the positive news is always about like the royal family do you really like i don't necessarily perceive it as being positive you read the stuff about prince andrew recently i feel like that's been dominating obviously not that but like I don't know if it, well, what else do they speak about? Good Prince news? Philip die? That's not positive. <laughs> yeah, but it was like the positives of his life. Uh, you know, like, I don't know, or like the COVID vaccine and like how well, like that was going when it first came out and stuff like that. Like, where's the happy news at? Everyone is encouraged to get the happy newspaper because this is what I mean. Like, there's so much stuff in that that it's not reported anywhere else and i've read it before and been like that's actually groundbreaking like why is that on the news yeah think why about all the, the news, advancements yeah like in medicine and like how many people are doing such like amazing things in different countries and i also feel like reporting these things could be like really good motivation for other people like i know definitely from reading like my happy newspaper i'm like what can i do like for the world like what can i like bring to society and like improve on in myself to help others and if you don't know about these things then yeah how are you supposed to improve so we definitely need more positive news in society charlotte will be running for mp with the positive (laughs) news i will be running for prime minister and we will obviously have to have bad news but we will primarily speak of the positives and equal good news positivity breeds positivity So lastly, one of the things that we're going to speak about negativity bias affecting is our relationships. I feel like so many people will be able to relate to this one. So the bias may lead to people expecting the worst in others. This particularly happens in close relationships when people have known each other for a really long time. So for example, you might negatively anticipate how your partner will react to something. So going into like an argument or an interaction, your defences are already on kind of high alert and you expect them to maybe be like angry when you actually don't need to think that negatively and by you acting like that you actually antagonize the situation and can often probably make it worse than it actually is i think often with arguments as well you focus in on people's flaws so kind of instead of acknowledging their good points you think over all their imperfections even the most like trivial of faults are like completely amplified and any positive characteristics are completely thrown out the window so like if i had like a massive argument with you i might like in my head trudge up all the 
nasty. I was going to say all the nasty things that you've ever said to me, but you're not nasty, so I don't mean it like that. But like you with like if I have an argument with lawyer, I have an argument with my mum or whatever, I'll just think about like all the bad things I've done that week and just all this negative shit. And you never think like oh like that was so nice when they brought me like a coffee in bed this morning or when they told told me I looked nice or when they were comforted me after like I had a bad day at work. Like you literally just think of the negative things because you are completely programmed to think like that. And I also think this is why people hold grudges for such a long time because you just get in a rut and then you can't get out of this negative way of thinking but yeah it's kind of like a build-up effect what negative characteristics would you hold on for me i'm not answering that (laughs) i refuse um yeah no i completely agree and also i think that's why when people have maybe had a bad relationship they then feel like they can't move on to another one because they feel like everybody is going to treat them that way and they're already focusing on the negatives of what if could happen if they moved into a different relationship are they going to get treated the same way is the same thing going to happen and obviously it's totally understandable why you would feel like that because Mm. going through a bad relationship is a trauma in itself but it does kind of provide a reason for why people find it so hard to find new Mm. relationships and move on yeah i also feel like people are more susceptible now after one thing goes bad in a relationship people call it quits quite quickly Mm. and i feel like that's maybe like oh if this one negative thing happened then loads of negative things are going to happen and actually sometimes it can just be a one-off kind of negative situation and it doesn't mean your relationship's doomed to fail because of this one thing but you place so much weight on it and the negative comment seems like almost more valuable than the positive ones and we need to kind of come out of that way of thinking that's actually an like side note interesting thing to think about because like you know how you see all those tweets like oh people before would have always like tried in a relationship like they wouldn't just call it quits or if it is that or if it's just the fact that people know that I don't know there's more fish in the sea you're not just stuck with the same people in the village and you need to make it work you can cut your losses and, and move on yeah. yeah and that I mean it's totally relevant but <laughs> <laughs> still an interesting thing to consider though so after all this talk about how prevalent negativity bias is we need to think about the ways that we can combat it so as we've seen negativity bias is very much concerned with where we direct our attention so by making more of a conscious effort to direct our attention towards positive events and feelings we experience we can begin to address the asymmetry of negativity bias but obviously this requires quite a lot of effort because you know we are programmed (laughs) to be this way um so Probably the single most important factor is thinking about how we talk to ourselves about our experiences. So as psychologist Brenner puts it, it's so important to cultivate a gentle, curious and patient attitude with yourself. Learn to celebrate small victories over negativity and self-recrimination while understanding that you may have days of backsliding. It's all a natural part of the learning and growth process. I like that. Mm-hmm. Focus on the on the positive things rather than the negative. I feel like actually for me, we actually spoke about this in our very, very, very first um, podcast. At work and just, I suppose you could do this in life in general. We, well, I don't know if you've done this. No, but I, it's funny that you, I know what you were to say, but it's funny that you were to say that because I had been thinking about this the other yeah, day. Creating like a folder um, at work of like positive feedback or like things that you've done well in like, emails where you've received praise and like putting them 
almost like in a box so that when you do start to feel negative you have something to go back to that is positive Mm -hmm. to reflect on rather than just focusing on those negative things and that does look completely to like imposter syndrome as well but I do think that's like super beneficial yeah it's like a safety net for a time when it's too difficult for you to reframe your thoughts yourself you kind of need something else to push you along that way yeah so I suppose actually the first like big point is just savor positive moments and positive feelings because it does take more for positive experiences to be remembered and it's important to give extra attention to good things that do happen negative things are more likely to be stored in your long-term memory so you need to make more of an effort to get the same effect from happy moments and be able to kind of store them in your long-term memory as well yeah that kind of ties in with what we're saying about having clearer memories of negative things that have happened rather than positive things that happened so yeah so when something really great happens actually take a moment to really focus on it I kind of feel like especially when you're striving towards like setting goals or you want to achieve something often you spend so long on the process coming to achieve that goal that when it actually happens you're like okay that's great and you move on to the next thing and you never actually let yourself like sit in that moment well, I feel like I don't anyway. No. Um, and I actually take that in. So I do think that, that it is really important to do. Yeah, or like even when you're like on holiday with your friends and you're having a really good time, just like sit, stare at them all, having a couple <laughs> drinks, just really process it, you know? Because I feel present. Like, yeah, be present, like just enjoy it. Like I feel like this is okay, I'm gonna be a bit like off tangent here, but when I was younger, if I ever used to like see like a boy, for example, I would maybe focus on like one like one text that's like was a bit off and I'd like properly manifest that and be like oh they don't like me they hate me blah 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 and I wouldn't think about like the positive things that they would say but actually if I thought more about the positive things that they'd said I'd be like oh they really like me do you know what I mean yeah I completely get that um moving on to something else I think it's also really important to make sure that you are reframing the situation so that you can think of it in the most positive light so this kind of goes back to what we were saying about maybe having a good day at work that then one small thing goes wrong or one thing goes wrong and then the whole day is crap crap yeah shown in a negative light so how you kind of talk to yourself about events or experiences or people um, does play a large role in the way that you interpret those events. So if you feel like you are looking at something and you're like, this was totally negative and you're only focusing on the bad aspects, try look for ways to find positives in it and reframe it in a more positive light. And I think that this does take a lot of mental effort and you kind of really do need to sit back and be objective about the situation. And it's not about being unrealistic or not looking out for warning signs or not acknowledging that like a crappy thing happened but it's just putting things into perspective and thinking about maybe if you were speaking to somebody else about their day how you would see their day and you know there's 10 positive things that happened and one negative and those are the things that you need to focus on and I think like all this talk about focusing on the positive sounds a bit I don't know forced or like superficial or like elementary but I think it is so important and it isn't an easy thing to do so you do need to put the effort into actually making that change because it does make such a difference to your mindset like Mm -hmm. it it is crazy when life gives you lemons make lemonade exactly but lemonade's not hard to make but you can learn is that the full quote no I made the last bit up really yeah I just made that up did you enjoy that yes I also saw this quote the other day it was like when life gives you lemons make um orange juice and leave the world wondering how you did it and i like that one more because <laughs> it makes no sense i don't like that one <laughs> i like that one too anyway 
Lastly, we need to stop negative self-talk. So we need to start paying attention to the type of thoughts that run through your mind. So after an event, you might find yourself thinking things like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And I feel like this negative self-talk helps shape how you think about yourself and how you think about others. So for example, if you go to a like a job interview and you say something stupid, like I remember ages ago, I went to a job interview and they're like, what do you think you can bring to the firm? And I said like all this stuff, which I thought was amazing. And then at the end, I was like, oh, and I make a great cup of tea. <laughs> and then after I said it, I was like, oh my God, that was such a stupid thing to say. They're going to think I'm such a muppet and that I clearly like had no other answer when really I did. And I like totally didn't even think about the fact that the rest of the interview actually went quite well. I literally just focused on that one thing. And I was like, oh, I've completely cocked it. Or like, say like you go on like a date and you meet a boy and you say something stupid like at the end then you literally just don't focus on how good your date was with like whoever you literally just think about the one stupid thing that you said and you don't focus on the positives of anything and then you just spiral and I feel like yeah we just need to stop this like negative self-talk because you really bring yourself down with that and that's that's not cool yeah um I remember listening to Mel Robbins being interviewed on a podcast I can't remember which one it was um and she's obviously a motivational speaker I think she's got like some of the most watched TED Talks. See what? I don't ever. know who that is. I'm pretty sure I've spoken about her on this podcast. <laughs> well, that's embarrassing. I do know who she is. I did my research. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she she's a blonde American lady. You've all seen TED Talks from her. Of course, I don't work. <laughs> anyway, um, one of the things she talks about is the importance of positive self-talk and she often speaks about when she was feeling really really low in a time in her life and she was you know unable to get out of bed and when she would get out of bed she would look in the mirror and just see someone who wasn't taking care of themselves and she would often just have so many negative self-thoughts about herself and she would literally look in the mirror and go through all the things that she was unhappy about with herself and then she managed to find the motivation to try and change the way she spoke to herself and she would look in the mirror and she would then be like okay you know what like you can do a good job you've got this you can take the day and she was like it sounds like such a simple thing to do and it sounds like it's so basic but I can't underestimate the impact that it has made and now she's like super successful super huge motivational speaker makes loads of money and obviously there's loads of things that she did to change her life but that was one of the key things that she always speaks about is making sure to prevent negative self-talk because it is so detrimental i really like that i feel like we should all make a pact to stand in front of the mirror every morning and say something either that you like love about yourself like you have stunning eyes or just be like, you've got this, you can do the day. Do you, you know what? are a superhero. This is genuinely not a lie, right? But at lunch, I was in quite a good mood. I was like, right, I've done some good emails today. Like, I've done some good work. And I went to the bathroom and I was like, right, you've, you know what? You've got this. I was <laughs> actually, <laughs> I was like, yes, you've got this. Like, you can come in the afternoon. And I think, like, literally saying that to yourself and thinking that to yourself just is, makes such difference. And any like kind of like negative things that happened in the afternoon, I was like, you know, what, I'm just gonna let this roll off me. Mm-hmm. And I've been making such an effort to do that recently. It's like, do I actually need to dwell on that? Do I actually need to focus on that, or can I just be like, hasta la vista, move on to the next thing? Hasta la vista, baby. Okay, so I think that has rounded us off and taken us to the end of this podcast episode, which brings us to the things we are grateful for, which is very fitting for this episode as a segment, as we are focusing on 
the positives, mm-hmm. not the negatives. Yeah. So, Charlotte. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, man. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> what are you positive or grateful for? I, this week, I'm grateful for books. Now, I actually... How many books have <laughs> you this year I've read one and it's only the 15th of January so I'm taking that as a win but yeah no I actually don't often like actually read books but I listen to them they're really like if you have like audible or audio books or like some sort of app so good on like your morning commute it makes it just, like so much quicker like my commute to work in the morning is like not that anybody cares about this but it's like 40 to 50 minutes and it goes so much quicker and like I don't mind getting up because I'm like oh I need to listen to my book in the morning on the bus and I'm like yeah um, yeah, so this week I'm grateful for books. Specifically, I just finished a book that Antonia has previously recommended called How to Kill Your Family, which I have actually recommended to quite a lot of people since I finished it this morning. Um, and it was just great. I feel like I never really listened to like a storybook. I like read lots of kind of self-help books and stuff like that. And it was nice to kind of just get lost in a book. I feel like you really underestimate that. So yeah, this week I'm grateful for books. What are you grateful for, Miss Holligan? Um, this sounds so silly, but this week I am so grateful for my microwave. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Because we haven't had a microwave for three months. And I'm sorry, you do not realise how much you use a microwave until you don't have one. What do you do with your leftovers? Do you just eat them cold? Um, no, you need to put them in a pan. Oh. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> you or, have to clean the pan. Yeah, or you just don't have any. Because, like, we've been doing Gusto. There there ain't no leftovers from That's Gusto. That's good. No waste. Um, so, yeah, but, like, I've obviously been making so much soup in my soup machine. Oh, so okay. I need to heat that up in my pan. It's, like, CBA. Anyway, we got a microwave. And obviously, working from home, when you make a cafeteria of coffee, as I do every morning, and then after the first mug, it's cold... Did I've been drinking cold coffee in the afternoons for three months. That's disgusting. Cold coffee. You could put that in a pan. You can't fuck with that, can I? <laughs> Absolutely not. My sister does that. Do you know what? If you put it in a pan, you couldn't bothered. You could have got the benefit of it, and that would have been more positive if you put it in the pan. You know what? You've, you, you have shown me there. I have. You have. But that, yeah. Anyway, that's quite time consuming. And now I have a brand new spanking microwave, which has brought so much joy and happiness to my life. Can I actually also just say, I've just arrived at Antonio's flat. The, the microwave's like, it's stunning. It's really nice. Like, it's a nice colour. The handle's like nice. I feel like everybody's microwaves are just always like sticky. Thank you. And disgusting. I mean, your microwave might end up like that. I know it's brand new. But But it looks nice, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll give you that. It's got a wood effect handle and wood effect knobs. And it's like a, what would you say? Like a wood effect knobs. (laughs) 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 Bad choice of words. And like, it's like a a grey, a steel grey. Anyway, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. If anybody wants recommendations on where to get their microwaves, then Antonio's your gal. Hobbs. There you go. Anyway. That is taking us to our cheesy quote of the day, our positive quote of the day, which is Our attitude towards life determines life's attitude towards us. Damn. Very in keeping with the topic of today's podcast. Very true. Positivity is key. <laughs> is key. <laughs> is key. Anyway, we hope that you guys all spend the next two weeks trying to combat your negative bias. Know that we will definitely be doing that. Um, we look forward to seeing you all again very soon. Bye. Bye. I will see you.